God clearly tells us that we're not to live in fear. I, I personally am not going to live in fear. This virus is not going to lock me up or shut me down. My God that said, let there be light in the beginning is still God. And he's in control. Well, somebody said, well, Pastor, what if you get it and die? Absent from the body, present with the Lord. Now, I don't believe in fatalism. What is to be, will be, whether it ever happens or not. I am a predestinarian. I make no apology for that. I believe God's in control, that he has not dropped the reins to this universe. And he controls this virus. In 1665, uh, there was a great plague in London. And Puritan pastors during that plague stayed behind when people were leaving the city uh, to care for the sick and dying. That's what I plan to do if that should come our way. I'm going to be the last to leave the ship. Charles Haddon Spurgeon, my pastor, as many of you know, um, who lived during the 1800s, often in his sermon would tell how he loved to read how the Puritan pastors stayed behind to care for their people. He himself was faced with a similar outbreak of cholera in 1854. You can read about that outbreak. It was horrible. He was um, approximately 18, 19 years old. He had just recently been called to pastor the New Park Street Church. And he did some things that I will do likewise. He gave up his preaching appointments in villages, roundabout places, feeling it was his duty to remain in London to visit the sick and dying. The first thing that I thought to myself that I will do is I will prioritize this local ministry. I mean, I'm here for you. There is a healing power in church community. My priority is right here with you. I, I want to be with you when there's an outbreak. I want us to be together and assuring each other of our love. If any of you get sick and you're scared out of your mind and want us to come and have prayer with you, we're going to do that. I'm going to do it. I am not going to stop being what God has called me to be, nor being what I should be to you. Spurgeon did just that. He made his church. They kept right on having services during the cholera outbreak. Uh, they took the Lord's Supper. They had baptizings. They, they kept on doing what the church is supposed to do. And by the way, what an opportunity for you, like never before, to minister the gospel of Jesus Christ. The second thing Spurgeon did was he adjusted as needed, but continued meeting if at all possible. So they had their midweek service and their Sunday service and their Sunday night service in the midst of a cholera outbreak that was killing thousands of, of people. They visited the sick. You know, uh, <clears throat> If you need us, we're going to be there. As Spurgeon gave himself to this pastoral work, he soon found himself physically and mentally exhausted. Not only that, but he began to fear for his own safety. Huh. I'm not saying that can't happen with me. 
I don't want it to happen. Yet, amid his fears, he learned to entrust himself to God and to his faithfulness. That'd be a great lesson to learn. Can you trust God or not? Well, we'll find out if you get sick. Here's what Spurgeon said. At first, I gave myself up with youthful adore to the visitation of the sick and was sent from all corners of the district by persons of all ranks and religions. But soon I became weary in body and sick at heart. My friends seemed falling one by one, and I felt or fancied that I was sickening like those around me. A little more work and weeping would have laid me low amid the rest. I felt that my burden was heavier than I could bear, and I was ready to sink under it. I was returning mournfully home from a funeral when, as God would have it, my curiosity led me to read a paper which was waffled up in a shoemaker's window in the Great, Do in the Great Dover Road. It did not look like a trade announcement, nor was it, for it bore in good, bold handwritings these words. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. He said, I feel like God sent that to me. Might be a good time for God to speak to you in unusual ways and grow your faith and and trust in him. I don't know what God is doing, but it seems like he's doing something mighty big. God, God seems to be up to something. I want to encourage you to do this today. Entrust your life to God. Stop panicking. Trust God. Just, just give it over. You know, Monday will be a great day if you'll just do this. It's in your hands, Lord. Here's what Martin Luther prayed. I shall ask God mercifully to protect us. Then I shall fumigate, help purify the air, administer medicine, and take it. That's good advice. Say, well, I'm a predestinarian. Well, take the medicine. I shall avoid places and persons where my presence is not needed in order not to become contaminated and thus perchance inflict and pollute others and so cause their death as a result of my negligence. I think you ought to be concerned about, I know some are not here because they have aged parents who have particular health issues and you didn't come today because you're worried about getting the flu and taken it home. If God should wish to take me, Luther said, he will surely find me and I have done what he has expected of me and so I'm not responsible for either my own death or the death of others. If my neighbor needs me, however, I shall not avoid a place or person but will go freely as stated above. 
See, this is such a God-fearing faith because it is neither brash nor foolhardily signed Martin Luther. In other words, do what you know to do. Wash your hands. If the sick need you, you know, if you have a need, you're part of this congregation. If you have a need, let us know. I don't want you to live in fear. And, and I do believe this, a good positive attitude, trusting God, a good coming together and singing every praise and raising our hands, a good singing of my chains are gone, I've been set free. Um, grace. 